Tonight we're going to be in John, the 20th chapter, the first 10 verses. We greet those who have joined us on live stream. Attention, those who have joined us with the text we're going to be dealing with tonight. It's a very important text, and uh, we're going to be dealing with some things that may sound controversial, but they're not. And uh, I'd like to pay careful heed to it, and if you have any questions about it, be sure and post them. It's a very important that this is understood. Yes, amen. 1 John 20, verses 1 through 10, the morning of the resurrection. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, under the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she runneth, and cometh to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and that other disciple, and came to see the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came first to the sepulcher. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him, and went into the sepulcher, and seeth the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also the other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. Not the scripture that he should rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went again to their own home. Now as we have emphasized before, there were no witnesses of the resurrection itself. Further, once Jesus did rise from the dead, only the disciples saw him. Their exposure to him lasted for 40 days. And he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. The word passion refers to Christ's physical suffering and death. The actual resurrection, as we have said, is was witnessed by no one. This is because his resurrection, from his resurrection forward, yeah. only faith yeah. would be able to perceive him. Amen. Nothing else. In order for his disciples to see him, he had to make himself visible to them. Mark points out that he appeared in another form. This wasn't his real identity. This, this, this was, he made himself apparent to them so they could see him. That was a divine accommodation until faith came. Once faith came, there was no more appearances. In this economy, of faith, the environment of spiritual commerce pertained to things 
they pertain to things not seen. That's right. yeah. And things which are not seen are eternal. That's right. As 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, no person in the flesh can see something that's eternal. Yes, yes. amen. That's right. It's of another order. Yeah. yeah. People of God who live by faith have a desire to see what's not seen. Yes. Yes. Things which are not seen, 2 Corinthians 4 18 says, are eternal. Yes. Yeah. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence. Yes. The evidence. Yes. The evidence. Yes. Of things not seen. Amen. So instead of seeing them with your eye, faith is what enables you Amen. to perceive. Yes. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things seen. Now, in this circumstance, eternal things not seen, flesh and blood can't see it. In this economy, in particularly in the Word of God, testimony is fundamental. Yes. That really is all we have, is testimony. Amen. Yeah. The inner testimony comes from the Holy Spirit. Testimony. The fact that visually seeing the miraculous works of Jesus, that did not induce faith. These are real miracles. Yes, right. Yes. Things impossible. Yeah. People saw them. It didn't induce faith. That's right. And they don't now. Yeah. In fact, visually seeing miraculous works actually inhibited faith. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it sounds strange. I hope it doesn't. Even his disciples saw Jesus, didn't induce faith. Saw his miracles, didn't induce faith. Even saw him after he rose from the dead. It still didn't induce faith. Yeah. Amen. That that confirms the word of Moses to the rich man. Even if they saw someone rise from the dead, they won't believe. That's right. Yeah. That's right. This is why a person must be born again. Amen. This is why. Amen. This is why man has to be created anew. Because as he is by nature, there is no way he can understand, perceive, traffic in, work with, be convinced of things unseen. Yes. So this is the one reason why Jesus remained with his disciples until they were convinced he had been raised from the dead. See, they had to have witnesses. They had to be credible uh, credible witnesses that testified Jesus is risen indeed. Mm -hmm. He's risen from the dead. That's what these 40 days was all about. 
Now let's look at this uh, text. The first day of the week, cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark. For Mary, this is the day after the Sabbath day, when she could go about anointing the body of Jesus, which is what she and the ladies came to do. Mark records that she came with several other women. Then the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. Now, if you uh, have trouble getting up in the morning, you need to kind of know about this text here. People that are really serious about what they do can get the thing done. Yes. They got up before the sun rose. See, the day began at 6 a.m. That's when the day began. And so they got up a great while before day and came. When they saw, they saw, the scripture says they saw the stone rolled away. Uh -huh. On the way there, they said, who's going who's gonna to roll the stone away for us? Yeah. It wasn't an immovable stone because Joseph rolled it himself before the tomb, but it was too, too big for them. And the scripture says they went into the tomb. Yeah. Right. They walked inside. When they did, they saw a young man sitting on the right side up of that specificity. Yeah. So a man, a young man with a robe sitting on the right side, clothed in a long garment, and they were affrightened. <laughs> I guess so, you don't expect to see someone living in a tomb. Yeah, that's right. That's what they saw. Luke 24, 23. And this wasn't a flesh and blood man that they saw. This was an angel in the form of a man that they saw. The angel said to them, He is not here. He is risen. Yeah. Now we're going to find that they still didn't believe this until Jesus started ascending. They still didn't believe this. Yeah. Amen. Yes. And he added, This angel, he stirred up their minds to show you that angels pay attention when, yes. they're, when they're set on missions. They pay attention what's Amen. going on. He yes. said, remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again? Well, that's, that's a direct quote. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> then they remembered remember his words. Amen. <laughs> Thank God for... Anyone that stirs up the memory. Yeah. And what did they say? What did they do? When they remembered his words, what did they do? Did they rejoice? No. They didn't rejoice. It says they returned from the sepulchre and told all these things to the eleven and to, and to all the rest. Yeah. There was a lot of people there. Mark records. Now, when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. Now, this appearance was separate from the one we just read about it. The precise time is not specified. We don't know what the precise time was. There's no revelation about it. All of this is omitted by John. Yeah. He doesn't mention any of this. He now reports Mary's first appearance, having seen an empty tomb, 
and not yet heard from angels, she concludes, Christ's body's been stolen. That's what her conclusion was seen in an empty tomb. So an empty tomb does not prove Jesus was risen. I've heard people say this yeah. all my life. We know Christ is risen because the tomb is empty. Well, see, that's just an empty saying. It's an ignorant saying. Mary saw the empty tomb. She did, and she'd heard Jesus say he was going to rise.
and no one knows who the Son is but the Father. Mm -hmm. And he to whom the Father will yeah. reveal. Yeah. Now that's the way it really is. There's a lot of fictitious Christ in the world. You don't believe this. Jesus said there's going to be a lot of Christs. There's many Christs. But they're not the real Christ. If the Father doesn't show you a Christ, you're never going to see him. Now God's on the initiative to do this to understand. Anyone who wants, loves the truth and wants it will be He says, a little while, and ye shall not see me. Yeah. And again, a little while, and ye shall see ye me, shall because see. I go to the Father. Yeah. And he's talking about that. That's right. That's right. See it. Was it emphasized? In fact, a lot of times it was kind of denigrated because people would, would think we thought that we belonged to some other denomination that talked about faith. So faith wasn't really talked about a lot. But it's talked about a lot in the scripture. It's not talked about prior to, prior to Christ, it's not talked about. The word faith is only mentioned like one or two times from Genesis through Malachi. It just isn't just there. Because faith hadn't come yet. See. The preeminent fact in the unseen realm, the preeminent fact in the unseen realm is Christ Jesus. Not the, not the Christ that walked on Galilee. The glorified, enthroned, reigning Christ is the central fact in the unseen realm. If he's not seen, nothing else is seen. If he is seen, everything that's intended for believers to see or perceive can't be seen and perceived. But he's a central fact in the eternal realm. Yes. Heaven's around him. He's in the throne and everything's around him. Everything's around him. The government's on his shoulder. He's running the show. Everything. There isn't anything that's not under his feet. There's nothing that happens that doesn't go through him and is wrought by him. Of him and through him and to him are all things. Amen. There's no one that's not under his feet. Peter boldly announced to the house of Cornelius, a Gentile, he, Jesus, is Lord of all. Oh, praise God for that. Paul wrote that he is the blessed and only potentate, King of kings and Lord of lords. That's the truth. That's an integral part of the gospel. And Jesus has returned to heaven as a throne there in order that we might believe and perceive these things. Amen. Now the circumstance of not knowing Jesus is risen from the dead they didn't know Jesus had risen from the dead. That's something we want to examine. They proclaim 
the scriptures proclaim where Jesus ascended. They tell us where he's seated. Yeah. They tell us what he's doing. Yes. Christ has not entered into the holy places made with hands, tabernacle, temple. Yeah. But into heaven itself now right. to appear in the presence of God for us. This is such a pivotal or central matter that if Christ be not risen from the dead, we're all in our sins still. Yeah, right. Our preaching is in vain, and we are of all men the most foolish. The apostles have found false witnesses. Yeah. But now listen, brother, this is this is a burden to my soul. I know that there are myriad of people living just as though everything I just said wasn't true. Yeah. They're not living in view of the throne Christ. And enemies done this, I understand this. Yeah. But this is one of the functions of preaching and teaching, is to bring people to the realization that oh, what we're saying here is the truth. This is not a fable. This is not yeah. something you can put on the shelf, yeah. put on the side and go about your business and forget yeah. about this. Yeah. You can't do this. God will not allow you to do this. Yeah. Amen. Amen. what they're doing. They're living just as though these things were not true. Is it possible for a professing Christian to live that way? Yeah. Yes, it is. The righteousness that he imputes to us, gives to us, is imputed to us if if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. God has never and will never make a person righteous who does not believe, depend on, rely on the fact that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. If Jesus is preeminent in heaven, how dare any person live as though he wasn't preeminent here? Yeah. Amen. Does anyone think that they're going to escape the judgment of God for this? And there's been a there there has been a flavor of Christianity introduced in the world that allows people to live without this awareness. Yeah. And they offer theatrics and entertainment and all kind of stuff to fill up their religious life. But this yes. is missing. Yes. We know Amen. it is because sin just plain is too dominant. Yes. Amen. Yes, but yeah, this faith that you're talking about, it, this is what produces the ability to be able to understand what you're saying. See, if, if, if you've been given faith and you believe that the record that God's given of His Son, He'll reveal Himself to. In other words, you will you will know that He's at the right hand of God. You you'll, you'll go to Him. You know, if, if, if anyway, it, this faith is integral to understanding. Otherwise, it, it just doesn't it just doesn't sound alarming. 
And it just seems like, well, it's just somebody in history that died. Without faith, that's the conclusion humans come to. But with faith, do you you realize you, you're given the seed, you see the substance, not only see you partake of it. Yeah, that's what faith is. Yes. That's right. Some people call it a sixth sense. It's a non-human sense. That's right. Amen. Sensitivity and ability. Well, this this uh, also addresses when when Jesus, uh, when the scriptures tell us that God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Until you get to the in spirit part, and there you have being joined to the Lord uh, being put into Christ and therefore joined yep. to the Lord this pulls a lot of things together oh, yes. that otherwise remain just a little bit fuzzy on yes. the edges yeah. when it says that he, he put us in Christ and he made Christ to be unto us wisdom rises with sanctification mm -hmm. redemption. he set us in heavenly places he yes. raised us up That's right. this really happened yes Yes. This is a, just a literary statement, but I'm afraid it's treated like that. And live just like it was there. Yeah. If your head's nailed to the earth like Cicero's head, well, you aren't going to you're not going to be received by God. He doesn't receive people like that. God has something to give, but it's through the channel of faith. Amen. That it comes to you. What a blessing. You know, whenever Cicero's head was nailed to the earth, Cicero was dead. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus didn't return to heaven until all doubt was dissolved about him, whether or not he'd raised from the dead. But when, he was, when his disciples saw him ascending up into heaven in a cloud, and he disappeared, faith came. It says that they, it happened, the instant he disappeared, out of their sight, it says, they worshipped him. Yeah. <laughs> they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. They were having great joy when they first got there. Yeah. And were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. What happened? They knew he was risen indeed. That's what Amen. happened. Amen. Oh, praise God. Amen. Amen. And when people know this, they engage in this praising and blessing God. Mm -hmm. Isn't that an interesting expression? Blessing God? Mm -hmm. Intriguing, isn't it? Blessing God. Yeah. The psalmist will say, Bless the Lord, O my soul. See, he'll say that quite often. Yeah. God's brought great pleasure to you if you're in Christ. You can bring great pleasure to God. Yeah. God yeah. saw it and was pleased. Now Peter, Mary Magdalene, she reports, reports this. And that other disciple both ran together to the tomb. And John, being the younger man, evidently outran him. He did stoop down and look into the tomb. He didn't even go into it, not knowing what he would see. But he was observant. He looked and he was observant. 
he saw the linen clothes lying. That word lying means orderly lying, not teenage lying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was folded in an orderly manner. This right away tells you the body wasn't stolen. Mary's going to conclude the body was stolen. Now believe me, now there was a there was 75 pounds of spices wrapped up in that. They stole a body, they didn't unwrap all that and fold the thing down and lay it on the ground. See, this testifies that his body wasn't stolen. Yeah, amen. That's right. Things put in place. Tells you something about the Lord Jesus. Tells you tells you something about him. And if you read anything about Jesus, if it says that his attire or his manner or his looks, it's always orderly. And just check it out. It's always orderly. Even the robe he wore was not that was not wasn't a Kmart robe. Yeah. Amen. You don't gamble for that kind of thing. See, he was orderly. Everything he did was orderly. And come with this was Jesus' manner. It's not the manner of our society. This is not the manner of our society. Sloppy is the manner of our society. Now, we don't condemn anybody for this. This isn't our place to do something like that. But I'm just telling you, that's not like Jesus was. It's not like the prophets were. They'd wear a special mantle. Even a harlot had to wear special clothes. See? Jesus was very, very ordinary. John says that he saw the napkin that was about his head not lying with the linen clothes but wrapped together in a place by itself. The Amplified Bible, he reads this way, it says the burial napkin kerchief was, which had been around Jesus' head was not lying with the other linen cloth but was still rolled up, wrapped round by round. So it was, it was, neat. It was just like it was every day when they got it, wrapped by itself. Yes. On the napkin, uh, a very interesting thing was that when uh, when the boss or the owner of the home uh, was wanting to leave the table to go take care of something and then come back, and he's coming back, he would fold the napkin and leave it. But yes, if it wasn't, he would just stuff the napkin on there yeah. in an unfolded manner. And the fact that the napkin was folded meant I'm coming back. That's right. That's good. <laughs> Amen. That's good. <laughs> I'll return. Yes. Yes. Now, is this John's response? Peter still hadn't arrived, so John uh, looked in, he saw, and the scripture says he saw and believed. Other verses read basic Bible English he saw and belief came to him. I don't, I don't think that's right. I'll explain why. And the Jerusalem Bible says he saw and he trusted. I don't think that's right. I think that's a, mis that's a misstatement. And he saw and was convinced and believed, the Amplified Bible says. I'm not that wasn't so. That's not what he was saying. Some are persuaded that this means that John believed Mary, that the Christ's body has been taken away from the sepulchre, which is what I think. Others are of the opinion John believed Jesus had risen from the dead. 
the basic Bible version, which is flawed, says belief came to him. And faith hadn't come. To this point, faith hadn't come. Paul speaking about after Jesus rose from the dead says after that faith came, it hadn't come yet. And if it's true that John saw and believed in the sense of saving, then he he believed because he saw. But faith comes by hearing, Mm -hmm. not by seeing. So it can't it can't be that the believing is the saving of the soul. Is my we know this is the case because later when Jesus appeared, they were affrighted and, blood and supposed they had seen a spirit, they yet believed not. That's cast in stone. He believed not for joy. It appears clear that John saw the body was gone, so concluded somebody took the body. Mary said, we don't know where he laid him. He didn't know either. Now this whole thing is going to be clarified in the, in the next the next verse. The expression, believe not for joy, that is intriguing. Whatever you may think of it, it's talking about not believing. They believed not. So whatever it's talking about, it's not talking about believing. It's talking about not believing. Other versions read, they, this is the New King James, they still did not believe for joy. The American Standard says they still could not believe for joy. In a New International Version says they still did not believe. The New Revised Standard Version says in their joy they were disbelieving. Basic Bible reads for joy and wonder they were still in doubt. Good News Bible says they were overcome with joy and amazement because this seemed too good to be true. The Living Translation says still they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. So this is not this is not how you talk about faith or about belief. And again, this is not this is not to cast dispersions on the disciples. This is to tell us how the kingdom of God operates by faith. That faith deals with the unseen realm, not the seen realm. It's still possible, brothers and sisters, it's still possible to live on the surface of life with a kind of unbelief that's unknowingly being experienced. If a person's not living, but see, the justified ones live by faith. That's right. If a person's not living by faith, understand this, we do not have license to do that, but you have to examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. That's 2 Corinthians 13.5. Examine yourself to see if you are in the faith. Do you believe? That's a determination. You have to you have to find that out. And if you set out to do it conscientiously, you God will help you. Be witnesses, and they couldn't be doubtful witnesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the whole matter has been further complicated in our time with the adoption of lifeless religious platitudes, creeds, dogmas, belief systems. What are they? They're distractions. That's what they are. You can't pour the truth of God into a theological bag with holes in it. And man's ideas about God and Christ and Scripture and things of God is like a bag with holes. It'll get away from you. Completely. The expression, believe not for joy, you can be so happy you don't believe. <laughs> they, it, was, it was just a carnal gladness. They were so glad to see Jesus that they didn't believe. Yeah. See, believing has a deeper, a deeper joy. The joy of faith. It's a deeper joy. It's a lasting joy. It's not a fickle joy. Joy that's on the surface flutters and flies away. It gets away from you. You can go from the top to the bottom in just a minute. Believe not. Well, this kind of joy is anchored in truth. That's right. There is such a thing as not believing to the saving of the soul. Yeah. Hebrews 10.39 says, We believe unto the unto in order to the saving of the soul. Now there's a faith that's not unto, unto the saving of the soul. Now Jesus described this kind of faith, although it's not precisely the same as our text in the parable of the uh, sower. He said, they on the rock are they which when they hear receive the, jo receive the word with joy. And these have no root which for a while, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. Uh, that's not believing to the saving of the soul. See, did they really believe? That's what it says, they believe. But they didn't have a root. They, they were unstable. It didn't sink down into their hearts. Jesus said one time to his disciples, let these sayings sink down into your ears. Okay? Yeah. Let it become a let his saying be a part of your thinking. Yeah. Uh, I speak of, as one that has in part learned this, that my thinking processes incorporate what Jesus said in the sayings of Scripture. I can't think without thinking. Now this is not something, this is not like a miracle. This is the result of exposure. Because we live by every word of God. Amen. So when the word of God enters into your mind, mm -hmm. sinks down into your ears, and is received in your heart, it goes to work. It goes to work. Persuading you of the reality of these things. Because it, you can't trust God if, you, if you're not sure that he's, that he's going to bless you. And so faith, faith does that. sinks down into your heart. And you don't believe for a while. Yeah. 
Yes, Brother Joseph. Yeah, when it, that's the effect of walking in the Spirit, too. When you walk in the Spirit, it says, The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, yes. he shall teach you all things, and bring all things unto your, your remembrance, remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. That's right. The Holy Spirit keeps what Jesus said in the foreground of your thinking. Yeah. Now, I, as I say, this is a, a kind of burden to me, but I trust, I trust that you can see what I'm, what I'm saying here. And do not get caught in the trap of your thinking about the things of God being filtered through what other people have said about yeah. the Word of God yeah. instead of the Word of God itself. Yeah. Now, I've been, I've been a victim of that myself. Thinking about the Word of God according to what someone said about the Word of God. But we do not live by what somebody else said about the Word of God. Amen. There are people today in our world, in our country, in our media, that teach people they can create. That's right. There are. It's not a handful of people. It's not a handful of people. It's the majority of Protestant Christendom that teach people they can create. By their words, they can create. But this is not true. That's right. yeah. If you don't think it's true, try and create something. That's right. Just try and create it. Call it into being. God calls things into being. Men don't. They can't. Amen. God doesn't give that prerogative right. to the yeah. creation. The creator doesn't give the option to create to the creator. Yeah. But that's taught that's right. vigorously to Amen. people. We believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, so the thing is, if you find God, you found the repository for all truth. Yes. If you seek truth independently mm -hmm. of seeking the author of truth, and this is this is possible, I'm telling you that this is possible, you won't find it. When you find Christ, you found yes. you found everything. Those can Go ahead, Brother Gabriel. Uh, 1 Corinthians 8.6 says, But to us there is but one God, the Father of whom yeah. are all, all things, things, and we in Him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things. So if you, could, we if you could create anything, that would be a lie. Mm -hmm. yeah. It wouldn't be all things by Jesus Christ. It would be most things by Him and yeah. something by you. He is the creator. When a person first comes into Christ, they're, they're, they do have faith and they see, but it's it, it's a beginning. And so, as a person lives and walks and trusts in God, their faith can, can increase. But if they don't, proof, they won't be able to sustain some of your outward appearance. But the fact is, you're not. Fellowshiping with Christ. Yes. 
wife. That's right. That's Jesus. Jesus said that. Believe right. for what? Sister Heather is. Well, speaking of not having a root, um, what you wrote here about there are vast bodies of professing Christians who are taught to parrot things like, I believe that. They come out of a religion that uh, we repeated the Apostles' Creed, is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday, and I can honestly testify now that although I spoke the words, I believe in God, the Father, Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, um, my heart wasn't involved. I did not know God. I, I didn't know the words I was speaking. I, there was no feeling. It was really just me parroting, yeah. mm-hmm. repeating words I was taught. And when you say that, um, those confessions are not simply what we believe. Well, now as Christians, we confess with who we believe. So that's made all the difference. That's right. With the heart. Amen. Not with the mind. Yes. Not with the mind. Not with the heart, man believes. Not a mere academic factual listening. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is exactly what yeah. it is. Your sister here was saying something. Yeah, I said it's not just what they call vain babbles. It's not just just vain uh, repetitions. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It's from the heart. God wants to yes, from the heart. Amen. Spirit that, that is satisfying. That's right. Yes. This, when you believe with the heart, man believes in the right, that is satisfying. Yes. It brings joy. It brings an appetite for more. It creates consistency. Mm-hmm. It creates focus. That's right. Uh-huh. Amen. It's glorious. Yes, it is. If you can believe, yeah, right. said to that yes. father with the demon possessed, uh-huh. if you can believe, if you can believe, then? all things are possible Amen. to him that believes. That's right. Not all things are possible for him to do. That's right. That's not what he was saying. That's right. He said, all things are possible for me to do. For you. You've got to see this through. I'm I'm sure you do. I don't know if you did. But all things are possible to him that believes doesn't mean all things are possible for you to do. That's right. All things are possible for you to experience the Lord doing. All the difference in the world. Yes. He said, I can do all things through Christ. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Like I say, all you have to do is go out and speak to a tornado or something and see, yeah. if, see if it obeys you. Amen. All right, let's take this last phrase here. As, as yet. They know that the scripture. As yet. In other words, in Greek, they still did not know the scripture. They still did not. They heard a lot of scripture from the, from the author of scripture. The basic Bible says at that time they did not know the scripture. God's word Bible says they didn't know yet the scripture. Until now, they didn't know the scripture. They still didn't understand. They yeah. now they had they had time to learn. Yeah. If you want to talk about time, mm-hmm. they had time to learn. They'd been exposed to scripture. They'd been exposed to opportunity. They'd been exposed to acquaintance with the text. They had been more than anybody yeah. else. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. These men lived with Christ. Yes. 
They were with them Christ without any interruption for yeah. over three years. Yeah. They still did. They, whenever they sent out the 70? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that wasn't for a very long time that they were home, right? They were what? Weren't they among the 70 that were sent out? Yes. Mm -hmm. He gave he gave them power, uh -huh. right. but they didn't save anybody. Yeah, right. Yeah, they did not save anybody. Mm -hmm. When Jesus sent out the disciples yeah. preaching, mm -hmm. they didn't yeah. save anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They just announced the kingdom was the, the yeah, kingdom right. was never. They yeah. didn't save anybody. Yeah. Nobody was saved in the sense we're talking about until Jesus yeah. went back to heaven. Amen. That's right. Everything before that was an introduction. It was valid. Yes. You learned from it, but it was an introduction. The real substance mm -hmm. was experienced after he sat down. Right. Angels and authorities and powers Amen. being made subject to him. And when he sat down and yeah. began his reign, the stuff began to happen right. that God intended to happen. Yeah. Things that are eternal. We're talking about obtaining eternal yeah. life. That's, That's what we're talking right. about. Uh, we're yeah. talking about your deeds following you into heaven. That's right. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, Jesus said to Philip, he said, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now this, this is the Jesus you want to know. Yes. Amen. It disturbs Jesus when people that hear him don't understand. Yeah. Disturbing to Jesus. Yeah. When he was here, it was. You can't imagine what it is now that he's in heaven. Yes. yes. And he, he made it a point to point out and to teach them at this point, because they first had to believe that he had risen, because before they didn't even want to accept the idea that he would die, and now he's risen. And they finally get to that point, he has to still show them in the scripture. The Old Testament is very important. He has to go back and show yeah. them in the scripture. Yeah, sure how important it was, and that, that was necessary, because in a way they will need it, that's, a, that's like a foundation. Oh yes, For them yes. to see oh, other yes. people for the faith, yes. it, it's very important for your faith to be, have a foundation. That's right. That's right, that's why the angel reminded them. Yes. He reminded them what Jesus said when he was in, they remembered it. Yes. So yes. what happened is, these prophecies, verified mm -hmm. what they had experienced. Yeah, yeah. Now there are, there are prophecies in the scripture about what the saved people act like. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. They shall all know me from the least yeah. to the greatest. Yeah. I will write my law in their hearts and put it in their mind. They'll be my people, I'll be their God. That's right. Amen. They will follow me. That's right. Yes. Tells you what people that really yeah. are in are like. Yeah, Just as surely as the prophecies about Christ were fulfilled, the prophecies about the saved are fulfilled. Amen. Yes. Same principle. Yes. You're talking about, right? Amen. Yeah. The same principle, if you look back what the scripture said about Christ, the same principle applies to you and me. We look back to what God said was going to happen. Yes. He'll be a covert from the storm, from the wind. He'll be a shadow of a mighty rock and a weary land. 
you read back and if that's happened to you, you got the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In another place he said, I've spoken these things so that when they come to pass, that's right. they may know. That's right. Amen. And Peter said, Peter said, this is that. This is you know, the you're witnessing, but was prophesied, but you're witnessing it happen. It's right now. He's given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus sat down yeah, yeah. on the right hand of God and he sent the Holy Spirit. That's right. And Peter told him yeah. this, and they were they were seeing something. Yes. Amen. They were seeing something. Joel's prophecy, they were seeing Joel's prophecy right. fulfilled. Yes, amen. Amen. That's why the prophecy was given. Yes. So that they would confirm. So here it says, just on the men. Oh no, it says, and my servant and on my handmaidens, yeah. I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Shall prophesy. Amen. Now, Peter said this was being fulfilled. That's right. That's what he said. Yes. He said, you see this, this that you're seeing, that you think they're drunk, this is what Joel was talking about. Yes, amen. In spite of the fact that he said that and said it plainly, some people say that only the twelve talked. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, I'm telling you the truth. In fact, I kind of bought into that myself. They were seeing what Joel said to happen. Amen. What happened? They were saying, saw it. Then he tells them, and the promise is to you. That's right. And to your children. Not, not to your men. Yeah. And to your children. Yes. It's yes. to you too. That's right. You can have this too. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now the people of God, some people want to know what the scriptures says and of course, I, I do too, and you must too, but over and above that, we want to know what it means. Yes. Amen. It, it just takes a little bit of discipline, and you'll know what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. a, a young child can memorize vast amounts of Scripture. Yeah. I did, but when I was six years old, I knew hundreds of passages of Scripture. But my father wouldn't let me preach. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. Yeah. See, knowing the scripture involves knowing how to handle it. Yeah, amen. Now, at this point here, this is the yeah. point I'm going to labor to establish. Second Timothy two fifteen says, "Study to show that I've approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth." Amen. Dividing there doesn't mean split. Dividing means like Jesus divided the loaves and distributed them. He distributed Other verses, and this is correct, handling the word of God accurately. Rightly dividing the word of truth. The NIV says correctly handling. The New Revised Standard Verse says, rightly explaining, giving the true word, right. interprets the message of truth correctly. 
the amplifier says, correctly analyzed and accurately dividing, rightly handling, and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Can a person be sloppy in handling this scripture? He cannot. He'll answer to God for doing it. That's right. People are doing it. Pardon? Whatever they said, yeah, they've had. They're seeing examples of what they've done. I know. That's what. Yes, I do know that's happening all the time. But see, the Holy Spirit will not support or sanction an inaccurate handling of the word of God. And on top of that, you're going to have to account to God the judge for That's why right. he did it. That's right. Because he told you, don't add to this word. Yeah. Don't yes. take from this word. They didn't know the scripture at this point. Later, when the faith came, when the Holy Spirit came, they didn't know. And they preached. Someone received a lot, like Paul received an extraordinary amount because he was preaching to the Gentile world. He told everything he knew. Yeah. None of it was for like for secret. God doesn't make the truth known to you just for you to know it. Yeah. It's to be disseminated. That's right. And yeah. right. He knew not the scripture. The word of God in our day is passed through sectarian sieves. Yeah, right. It's passed through a denominational sex doctrine. See, men pass the scripture through human understanding, mm -hmm. but the scripture is not to be passed through human understanding. Mm -hmm. It's not to be broken up and, is it, and understood by means of human understanding. Yeah. It is not. Those who do not know how to handle the word of God create an environment in which Satan will work. We know that's true because the Pharisees corrupted the word of God, the Hebrews are right, and Satan misran rampant. All through them. All through them. They even were hostile against the Lord's Christ. Wherever, wherever yeah. truth is misrepresented, and that's a that's a very weak word, misrepresented, distorted is a better yeah. word. But wherever truth is misrepresented, Satan will work yeah, that's right. yeah. because that's the lie. Yeah. That's that's his domain. Amen. He's the father of lies. Right. Jesus yeah. said that one of his Amen. chief lie, one of his chief area of lies, yeah. is distorting the scripture. Yes, yeah. Amen. He tried it with Jesus. Do you not remember? He said, it is written. Yes. He, he didn't use the scripture correctly. Yes. So Jesus corrected him. That's what Satan does. Amen. None of us are exempt from being tempted, incidentally, in this, uh, in this area. Jesus said to, his, to the Pharisees and scribes, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition. That's a strong statement, isn't it? He didn't say you present a different message. He said you just, you transgress. You sinned. 
use sins in taking that your interpretation and slapping it on God's word. That was a transgression. That's right. Yeah. Transgress God's commandment. Again, he said, you have made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. The word of God, which is powerful, you neutralized it. It's not the word of God anymore. If you go up to a Bible bookstore, I did this one time when I was getting a new Bible for Benjamin when he was young. I went up to the four Bible bookstore, and of course at that time we were having all the different names, the T.D. Jakes Bible, the John MacArthur Bible, and so and so Bible. So I asked the uh, waiter there, I said, where are your holy Bibles? Yeah. I was kind of jesting. <laughs> But the poor young man, he said, well, I don't know where the Holy Bible <laughs> So he, he asked her, and he said, over the back there, there was a little bitty section about this big. And it said Holy Bible. All the others had the other names on it. Then I took some time to explain to him. I said, that's why that is, is that these other, they're not Bibles. These are commentaries. They're not Bibles. They're commentaries. They should have commentary on the Bible. That's what right. to be honest and put that on there. That's right. And then one one Bible had the first the first top half of the page of the Bible, and the bottom half was the commentary. That's you can right. see those Bibles. Oh yes. Yeah. Or that that voice. It's not the Word of God anymore. Yeah. It's not the Word of God anymore. That's all dealing with handling the Word of God correctly. See, so when a person corrupts what scripture means it's not scripture anymore it's their word for this reason the disciples cannot be used by God to disseminate scripture they can handle it yeah. and Jesus told them what to preach when he went out when he sent them out for it and preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand yeah. told them what to preach now they preached the word. After the Spirit came, they preached the word because they were given, they knew, you know, understood it and could handle it correctly. Now they knew not the scripture <laughs> that he must rise again. Notice the wording of the text. It doesn't say they knew not the scripture that he would rise again. Yeah, that's not what it says. That he must rise again. The rising of Jesus was a divine determination. It wasn't a prediction. God doesn't predict. Amen. That's right. He determines. Amen. He must Someone said, what if Jesus didn't rise from the dead? He said, that's impossible. That's right. Don't even yeah. raise the question. Yeah. Don't even raise the question. Amen. It's impossible that he wouldn't rise from the dead. Amen. See? But you can talk about it, and people do it inadvertently. I mean, I understand this. No one of good mind does this deliberately, but they use phraseology that opens the door to think, well, what if this didn't happen? What if this didn't happen? You never, when God said he's going to do something, you never say, well, what if it doesn't happen? What is that? That's unbelief. That's what that is. 
Now, this is very liberating. Believe me when I tell you, you probably know this already. <laughs> it's liberating to believe this in your faith. You know, you know this is going to be. When it's going to be, I may not know, but that it's going to be, I know. Mm -hmm. Amen. In Hebrews 11, 1, it says faith yeah. is an assurance. That's right. Yeah. Knowing for sure. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's yes. exactly right. But you really can't trust anything that's not for sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the physical appearance of Jesus, they knew not the scripture, but he's arrived from the dead. The physical appearance of Jesus did not change that situation. It didn't. Right up to the last time, up to the last minute he was with them. Didn't change. That situation didn't change and passed on of you. When they retained, when they returned home, said so everybody went to his own home, it didn't become clear of their view. Knowing the scripture involves more than being exposed to the facts. Yes. yes. You do have to be exposed to yes. the facts. Yeah. Make a mistake about this. But it's got to go deeper. Yes, amen. It's got to go into the heart. Mm -hmm. I was uh, talking to Sister Heather about this. Because I've taught a lot about this, the heart. There's certain language that's in some of the modern translations. It's not heart language. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's intellect language. Amen. It doesn't speak to the heart. Amen. And so the Lord spoke of the ancient people as that they are the daughters of Zion. They're the daughters of Jerusalem. They're the daughters of Judah. They're my people. See, that's heart. That's heart. That's heart language. It's the Jews. That's not heart language. If you take the people of God, they're called sons, they're called daughters, they're called saints, they're called family, they're called children of God. See, that's heart. Yeah. Heart language. Mm -hmm. But some translations use intellect language, and it doesn't appeal to the heart. It's yeah. not sensitive enough. Yeah. It's too scholastic. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Amen. And I'm seeing this with greater clarity. I'm an enemy for stuff that obscures the truth. Yes. I love it. This, the Jews, one thing you have to say for the Jews, they did take seriously oh, yeah. the translation of Scripture. Amen. Yes. They did take it seriously. Yes. They were afraid to write God's name. Yes. That's how serious yeah. they were. Yes. Yeah. And very, very deliberately, everything was very deliberately done because they had a respect yeah. For the word of God. Amen. And, uh, Amen. But the veil's left and it's all going to pay off for them. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. But the veil's left and yes. Yes. But I so much want to do this to actually yes. see that. Yes. It's just too much heartless yes. religion. It's intellectual. It's debating and things like this, you know. But it doesn't go into the heart. God gave us a new heart That's right. and a new spirit, and He can write on that heart. Yes. 
the fleshly table of the heart. Amen. The fleshly table of the heart it tends to tends to grow. And it grows more rain. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, so I commend that to you. Just to think about it and thank God for it. Your heart, which yes, is amen. the center of your person. Yes, amen. That's where it all is. Yes, we go. Yeah, you know, if you read God's Word and you don't understand it, and you're honest, you don't understand it, it's, it's, the best advice is to go to the author. It's right. And it ask is. him, would you explain this? Show, show, I want to understand it, but I don't, and, but I know you, you do understand it. You yeah. gave it to me. And I have found this to be so far superior. Now, I look at commentaries from time to time, but but it isn't so that I can understand it. It's so that I can can, can see their perspective. It's like a sermon. Yeah. And, and so, but but I, I want to go to God first. He's the one that gave me. He's the one that gave me the spirit that can interpret it. Yeah. But, but it, I can't figure it out by myself. No, but I'll take and you, you won't be able to. Yeah. But when you do, when God does clear it up, he'll send somebody. Yes. yes. He will send you somebody that knows. Amen. That's what he'll do. Yes. He, he won't enable you to figure it out. Mm -hmm. right. He will send somebody, and then, then with that added information, then and you won't have to figure it out. Well, see, a lot of times, I'll be looking at it, trying to understand it. I ask the Lord, and then he'll send Isaiah to me. Yeah. I'll be looking back there. Yes, yes, there you go. Brother Isaiah gives me the, the puts yes. it together. Yes. It, 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 it's there. Yes, the it revelation is. is a complete revelation. It's just, when you, when you segment it, pull it apart and say, why? Well, that is not going to work. It, the whole yes. volume of the book, it's a complete work. This. Yeah. It, the carnal mind cannot know God. Yeah, that's right. It can't. Mm -hmm. We have been given the mind of Christ, and we have been given uh, of His Spirit. We've been uh, joined to the Lord in spirit, so that we can see. We there's more to it. A person who is not in Christ, they might be able to inadvertently say some good things. Mm -hmm. But they can't fully know even what they are saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to have the mind of Christ. You have to have a spiritual mind in order to really hear spiritual words. You yes, understand? Amen. It's like, you know, if I tried to speak Spanish, you know, I had a little bit of vocabulary. No telling what I'd be telling you. You know, I, I may not even know the full implication of what I was saying myself. I wouldn't be able to get the meat of anything. And so it's a foreign, it's it, it's foreign. Mm -hmm. But there's a barrier there yes. that it, the spirit has got to be present in order yeah. for us to hear. Yeah. Now the yeah. prophets, they said things, mm -hmm. there were things they understood, but they didn't understand everything about what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because the spirit would come upon them, mm -hmm. but they didn't, he didn't indwell them didn't have the advantage that we have. Now think of the responsibility that puts on people that live on this to know and you can you can put together something that sounds good. A lot of people can. 
but that doesn't guarantee that it's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. The unity mm -hmm. and the truth and the understanding, mm -hmm. all of that is focused in Christ. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you've got everybody with their own opinions and yeah. their own ideas and yeah. their own understanding and their whatever level they have. No, it's in Christ yeah. and in Christ alone. That's part of this salvation, is to know God. Yeah. That's the main thing. And Brother Bob is struck on it there. The secret is to go to God first. Then yeah. yeah. he directs he directs things. I'm sure that when Lydia and those women were praying the river, that they were in a quest for God. Yes. But the message that got to Paul and company was come over and help. Amen. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what will happen, he'll sin. Yes. Yeah. If there's a man or a man of God that's it's clarified that he'll send that thing, maybe a literature, maybe whatever, but he'll send you the right place. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it will just be another text of scripture. Yes. Open the thing up. Yes. But that's yeah. the secret. Seek understanding from God. Amen. Amen. Now, having heard uh, godly men and women for years and years and years speak and preach and teach, do you know, realize how, how much you've received? <laughs> we've received a lot of, of, of words that will help us to be able to, to understand. But see, you, we don't, we're not cognitive of them all the time. They're there. Yeah. That they, that we've heard them. At the time, 20 years ago, I was sitting in and I heard you speaking and Brother Fred speaking and, and I received them. They were good. But I don't remember everyone. But the Holy Spirit can call them up. Yeah. See, they're in there. They're a resource. Yeah. And, and so I, I depend on God to do that because, I'm, quite frankly, I don't have I don't have the power to just do it on my own. But but I but but God can. And, and we've heard. I mean, the, we've read the message. And, and that's a, that was a, that was a word from God. Yeah. And, and so anyway, I, I I depend heavily on God, and then He uses the Holy Spirit with me, and then. Your willingness, your desire, right. yeah. all that together, and like you said, he, he very well may distend somebody. Yeah. Brother um, David was just telling me of, of, of something that happened to him, and that's, that's the first thing that came to my mind. That person wanted, he had a desire to understand it, but he didn't, and then Brother David's right there. He's just, yeah. look what we're witnessing. It's just Christ in him doing this. I want to encourage all of you. That you can retain more than you think. Yes. Now I, my entire thought process centers around the Word of God and what I've heard about the Word of God. I'm telling you the truth. That's how I think all the time. That's how I think. And at an appropriate time, I will recall something that I heard 50 years ago. Yes. You are able to retain, but you have to be exposed to something. People, people that are not exposed to very much truth, they can't remember very much truth. Amen. But can see that, can't you? Yeah. They, if they just have a sparse amount of truth they've heard, that's what they can remember. Some, not everybody is an avid Bible reader. Bible readers are kind of passing away. But what you do put into your mind, 
you, God can bring it back to your recollection and more extensively than you hear it. Anyone else tonight? Yeah. Your message tonight reminds me of Genesis 45 when uh, Joseph's brothers come back to Jacob and tell him that Joseph is alive and governor over all the land of Egypt and says Jacob's heart fainted for he believed them not. As long as he was as long as he did not believe Joseph was alive, even this even speaking that would have broken his heart. But then it goes on to say that they told him all the words of Joseph which he had said unto them. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him the spirit of Jacob, their yes. father, revived. Amen. And then the scripture calls him Israel. And Israel said, it is enough. Mm. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die. Amen. And the parallel there being that the, the, the testimony mm-hmm. of Christ through the prophets and in him, himself, and it all, it all, goes together. It, uh, the testimony right, yeah. of things seen and heard. And Jesus put that together for his disciples and it was his word that put that together yes. for them so that they could believe it and get hold of it. Because those wagons were there before before Jacob saw them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, so it had already been it had all been already been worked out for him. Yeah. And once he believed it, then his spirit was able to revive. When the truth begins to make sense to you, yeah. you're seeing the wagons. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> That's a beautiful you're seeing the wagons. Yeah. 